our verse for 2021. And may the favor, the incredible and just unbelievable favor of the Lord, our God, who we put first, be upon us and confirm, show up, mark it, sign it, seal it, deliver it, stamp it, confirm for us the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. I don't know about you, but I want more of it. Come on, you want more favor? All in favor, say, and I want some. Psalms 90, verse 17, commentators and theologians call this the prayer of Moses, the man of God. Now, we don't know for sure that Moses actually penned this prayer somewhere, but what we do know in a book that he did pen called Deuteronomy, seven times he talks about the work of our hands. And so it is, it is critical that we have God's favor on the work of our hands. In fact, you're going to see in a minute that it was extraordinarily important to Moses that he have the favor of God. He ends up in Exodus 33, we're going to go to in a minute. It is one of the most real conversations that, you, that, that anyone has ever had with God. So let's pick it up in Exodus 33, uh, verse 1. <clears throat> then the Lord spoke to Moses, depart and go up from here. You and the people of you have brought up from the land of Egypt. Now they have left Egypt. They're on the way to the promised land. They stopped to worship God. To the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if you're in the Bible reading plan, we're right now in that Abrahamic covenant that God makes with Abraham. Saying to your descendants, I'm going to give it to you, Israel, Canaan, the promised land. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, Amorite, Hittite, Perizzite, Hivite, and Jebusite. So go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst because you're an obstinate people, and I might destroy you on the way. So what's happened? They've left Egypt. They stopped to worship God. And at the very first opportunity, they forsake God. First chance they get, Moses is on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments. By the way, that same mountain that God gave them the Ten Commandments two times, first opportunity, they put it in B for boogie. And God basically says, listen, I'm going to do everything I said I was going to do. And you know, it says that when we are faithless, God is faithful. God will never go back on his word. So he said, listen, you guys have already made an idol. You've already forsaken me. You've really said you don't want me in your midst, and yet I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to send an angel. I'm going to drive out all your enemies. I'm going to give you the land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to do everything I said. I'm going to give you freedom and a fresh start but you just don't want me around, so I'm not going. And so what does Moses do? So Moses begins to intercede in verse 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, listen, let me tell you an incredible aspect to your prayer life. If you're listening, say I am. And that is repeating God's promises back to God. I remind God all the time, hey, you said I had your favor. Hey, you said I had abundant life. Hey, you said I was marked. You said I was anointed. You said you would fill me. You said you would guide me. You said you would bless me. You said you would use me. I remind God all the time, are you with me? That's exactly what Moses is doing. See, you say to me, bring up this people, <clears throat> but you yourself have not let me know 
whom you will send with me. Moreover, by the way, God, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, God, you told me I had some favor. Are you with me, guys? I, I, you, you told me I had this favor. So let me know your ways that I may know you so that I may find favor in your sight. And by the way, consider too that this nation is yours. They ain't mine. Don't even like them. They're yours, God. And so Moses, man, this is just raw and real. This is how the rubber meets the road. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. So I need you to stay with me. So do you have a Moses in your life interceding for you like Moses interceded for the Israelites? Now, I try to be that for you as your pastor every day, every day. Lord, would you take the promisers and would would you let them drink from the fountain favor like never before? Crank up the PSI crank up the miracles. Lord, would you just go ahead and touch them right now in them, whisper in their ear, touch them on the shoulder, let them know you're with them, remind you of the word of God, bless their quiet time, let the word of God be a sword in their hand and a fire in their heart every day, every day. Now, I'm not saying I'm Moses. Are you with me? Don't don't mistake that. But, but, But having a person in your life that's praying for the favor of God increases the favor of God in your life. And so it's not just true for Moses because the same favor Moses received, we can walk in. Anybody believe that? All right, four of you. Anybody else believe that? Come on, we can walk in it. We can walk in it. Don't let all the funk of the world get on you. Come on, just shake that off, would you? Just shake, come on, pick your hands up. I can see you, shake it off. Come on, shake the funk off because I'm about to give you a word of God today that's gonna transform your life. So don't bring in that negativity of the culture. Come on. Don't bring that negativity of politics and all that stuff. We are under the throne of God. We're going to walk under an open heaven. God is going to move. So come on. Anybody with me today? So come on. God's favor belongs in the footprints of his followers. When you read this book, You are reading the glory of God on people. So in 2021, are you looking for the favor of God to walk with you every step of the way? So if you're struggling, we got to up our faith game. Now, now let me be real. Everybody's fired up. January 28, 29, 30, 31. So excited about a new year. Come on. Fired up. 2020 was horrible, it was COVID, it was racial riots, it was injustices, all this. Gonna be a new year, gonna be great. And for the first week is out, we got rioting. That crap going on everywhere. We got people mad about Joe Biden. We got people mad about Donald Trump. Get him out of the office. Donald Trump's a savior. Joe Biden's a savior. Jesus is the savior, not the president. And so what happens? Now people are bummed out. Listen to me. A ticking of the second on your clock into a new year doesn't change jack. It's your attitude that has to change. It's your focus that has to change. 
It's your faith that has to change. It's your ability to walk with God and hear from God that has to change. It's the belief that you are going to walk in favor regardless of what happens politically. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Give Jesus a shout of praise. So this weekend is going to help you. This series is going to help you. And because God wants his favor to be the signature mark in your life that you're walking with him. So Father God, we come to you. Our country's in a mess. Some of our marriages in this room are in a mess. Some people's finances are in a mess. In the midst of all that's going on, God, we're looking for you to crank open the favor fountain. Looking for you to open our eyes for greater revelation and impartation. Because we understand, God, if you don't open our eyes, we're not gonna see it. We're not gonna seize it. We're gonna walk in the pain and the problems of the world and we're gonna miss all you have for us. So God, we're looking for you to pour out favor, be a mark in our lives that everybody sees your favor on us and they want some of the God that we worship. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, come on, all God's people said, welcome to another weekend of finding favor. This month of finding favor in January, no matter where you're with us, no matter where you're watching, what time, you're in the car, in the office, in your living room, or out of campus. By the way, welcome Bristol campus. Having a watch party this weekend. Man, we're so fired up about what's happening. Come on, church, over in Bristol. Now, hopefully you've got your copy of Finding Favor. Let me list some things. Let me just list some things. Uh, that you've got your copy of Finding Favor. If you do the devotion, you're not gonna get all the Finding Favor. So if you're gonna get the whole enchilada, you need to get the book, you can get the audio book on Kindle or our website, or you can get a physical book at all of our campuses. And, and let me tell you what some people on our staff have done to me. Pastor, you're asking too much. Do you understand? Are, are you serious? You want people to read every day for 31 days the chapter in Finding Favor? And then you want them to open the, the Bible reading plan. You want them for fasted 21 days. You want them to have a personal growth plan laid out and a word for the year. Yes. Do you understand that that's 30 minutes a day? Or, Jesus said, come die with me. Asking you to get before on your face before the Lord for 30 minutes, it doesn't bother me at all. Because let me tell you what staff, they're saying, listen, could you pare it down some? I.e., could we dumb it down for the lazy people? No, we can't. Get in or get out. Get on or get off. But if you want God's favor, he's not a part-time pastime. He is prime time in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Are, are y'all getting this? So, man, I hope you're in the 21 days of fasting and prayer. I don't know what you're fasting. I want to encourage you to fast some meals and pray through those. If you're just joining us, don't try to catch up. Just jump in there where we are. If you're following the Finding Favor Bible reading plan, we, we, we confuse you. The Finding Favor Bible reading plan is only the verses in the daily devotion. So your plan is over February 1. You can go to YouVersion or you can go to faithpromise.org. 
You can go to Version and get the one-year Bible plan, and that's the one I'm on. That's the one I challenge you to get on, and we're, we're reading the same passages every day. Do me a favor. As God moves on you in January, go to stories at faithpromise.org and tell us what God's doing because the last week in this month, we're going to celebrate what God has done the first month of 2021. Listen, the world is out there worrying. The world's burning down. America's burning down. We're going to celebrate the goodness of God here at Faith Promise Church. Are you with me? Come on. So that's what we're going to do. So, and we have another great opportunity. John Maxwell's office called me and said, hey, we... John has launched a new book. I got an early copy last year called Transformation by John and another friend of mine, Rob Hotchkins, and it is incredible. How to measure, how to transform. Has God called Faith Promise to transform Knoxville? Has God called Faith Promise to transform Tennessee? And so it really is a how to measure, how to understand what you're doing. So John and Rob will be here on the 28th of January live. Uh, you can also simulcast that event, the QRL number, or is on the screen, you can take your phone and snap a picture of that. And because it is a ticketed event, you'll get a book. There'll be Q&A with John. He'll sign all the books for those that are in person. It won't happen for those that are simulcast. And so if you want to be a part of that, because listen, I'm going to finish up the rest of my life in a, that's my word for this year, transformation, and I want to see God do it. Are y'all with me? Y'all want to be a part of a move of God that's transforming something and so we got to, come on, give him some praise. We've got to transform ourselves. And it is because I believe God's favor is a force that is already at work in anyone and everyone who is seeking the face of the Father. The problem is many of us have never really thought about God's favor. And so, come on, all in favor say? All in favor say? I don't, you know, I thought about, do I say all opposed? But who doesn't want God's favor? And if you don't want God's favor, don't say I, because then people know that you're dumb. So, so here we go. We, we look back at 2020. There's one word that comes to my mind. It's disconnection. So we try to stay connected online for 12 weeks. It was, it was Faith Promise Group's greatest, uh, greatest time last year in the history because so many groups connected online. But how connected are you? Are you more or less connected than you were last year? In fact, some people disconnected and there are people that disappeared. So where are you? Are you, are you as connected or less connected? Because part of favor is who you're connected with. So if faith promise, we, we grow together. How do we grow together? We grow together in groups. And that favor flows. I'm going to prove this to you by the word. But are you using your gifts? Are you serving others, one of our values? Are you giving generously? And you're tithing offering with one of our values. And some of you are new, and it's time to join the generosity journey. Are you making disciples and telling them of him where you live, work, study, shop, and play? Are you burdened for real people with real problems that need desperately the real love of God? Again, 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify, set apart Christ as Lord in your hearts, and always be ready to give an account of anyone who asks you a hope that is in you. There should be such a mark of favor and the stamp of God in our lives. Even while America's gone crazy and the world's gone crazy, we should, have, we should be so marked, people want to know why we're different. We shouldn't have to beat people up with a Bible to get to tell them about Jesus 
Our lives should so reflect the glory of God that people want what we have. So let me ask you a question. When things get complicated, when they get difficult, when they get challenging, when your life begins to crowd up, where's the first place you disconnect? Instagram, TikTok, Netflix, Disney, Hulu? Or is it from the actual body of Christ? Where God has placed people to challenge you, to connect with you, to coach you, to encourage you. We have to be careful because the devil wants us to disconnect from the body. So, so when you look around your life, the people that are in your life, are you surrounding yourselves with people that are, have the favor of God? How, how, is, how are the walks of the people with God that you surrounded yourself with? Do they put God first? How's their marriage? Because listen, if your marriage is struggling, the worst thing you can do is hang out with people that their marriage sucks. It's gonna get on you. Are you with me? Are you gonna fight like they fought? How about their ministry? The people that you hang out with, they do any kind of ministry? Because see, many of you don't involve yourself in serving the Lord and the body of Christ because none of your friends do. You need some new friends. How about how healthy is their faith? How much favor? See, do the people that you are most connected to have the signature of God's presence in their lives? You want the favor of God? All in favor say? They need to be around people that have favor. Do the people that you're most connected with seem to be stamped by God's presence and it getting off on you? Come on, let me be raw and real. Do you have a Moses in your life that's praying for the favor of God to flood your life, your business, your ministry, your family, your kids? Come on, how about, how about whose life are you a Moses in? That you are interceding like Moses did and you're asking for God's favor to be poured out and God's forgiveness and mercy. See, I, I came to an end here about 10 years ago and realized I couldn't go any farther. I was, I'd done everything I knew. I was seeking the heart of God, but I needed some people in my life with more favor, more anointing, more leadership than I had. We were already blowing it out, 5,000 people on the weekend, and we were moving, we were multi-site, and I just didn't know what to do. So, man, I went out there and picked some people that I knew had the favor of God, and I said, I'm gonna make, they're going to be my friend whether they like it or not. So let me tell you what I did. I went where they were. I found out where they were going and I would go. So one of the people is Chris Hodges, who's now my pastor, my friend, and some other people. And every time I saw Chris Hodges, this is what I'd say every time. Hey, Pastor Chris, I need you to know that I pray for you every day. Because see, I, there was nothing else I could give him. Are you with me? He had more money, bigger church, had everything. Wrote more books, had more influence, more favor. And so, and so finally he would say, every time I would see John Maxwell, I pray for you. Greg Surratt, founder of ARC, hey, I pray for you. They're just, they're just BZEP brothers and others. I say, I pray for you every day. None of them would say, I pray for you back. None of them. It didn't matter. So now if I walk up to them and say, hey, bro, you need to know, I know, I know, Chris, you pray for me every day. But guess what? They're all my friends. I've got them all on speed dial. Are you with me? If I call Chris Hodges today, he's going to pick up and say, son, what's wrong? Is there a problem? Max, all these guys, Robert Moore, all these guys. And what happened, the, the favor increased in my life because I was hanging out with people who had more favor than I did. Are, are y'all getting this? Now, if you don't want it, don't do it. But if you want it, come on, let's up the game. 
Let's up it. See, God's favor belongs in the footprints of his followers. He wants the world to know that we're different. So if you missed last weekend, do me a favor. Go online, grab the message, and listen as we began to build a foundation for favor. It it, it was the source in your speech. So the people you hang out with, what's their source and what's their speech like? Or are you walking alone? God never meant you to walk this alone. It's not good. First thing that God noticed about about people that he made, it's not good for man to be alone. So are you looking for the favor of God in 2021? Anybody all in favor say? Then we got to do some things. And you say, well, I don't know that favor flows. Well, so Abraham's grandson, Jacob, goes and leaves because his brother's going to kill him. Really funkified family. I mean, it's, it's incredible, the dysfunction of, of the, the, the first family, really, of faith. And so he goes to Laban's and, and, and barters for Laban's daughter and works for Laban. After several years, Jacob said, listen, I'm thinking about going home. And this is what Laban said in Exodus. In Exodus. He said, I realize, Jacob, that I'm being blessed because you're with me. So don't leave me. What do you want? Because I want the favor in your life. When I started hanging out with Coach and I adopted him as my dad, I said, hey, man, you, you may not realize this, but the adoption papers are coming. You have become my dad. I told his son, Todd, the pastor who took over for him several years ago at the church, I said, listen, you can be first. That's okay. You're blood, but I'm number two. And I travel with, with and Chris and other people. You say, I'm not sure. When God told Elijah to go get Elisha, the dude was just a farmer. He didn't know anything about God or the spirit of God. But Elijah said, come and follow me. And as he began to mentor him, the favor began to flow unto the point that Elisha did double what Elisha did double what Elijah did. Why? Because the favor flows. Are you with me? It just, it flows, and it's found in the footsteps of the followers of God. So God's favor leaves, leaves the signature of God's presence in our lives. Let me, let me show you another. If you're in the book, you've read some of this. Last weekend, we talked about, uh, we talked about Zerubbabel, who was given the task, the impossible task, rebuilding the temple. Zerubbabel's the governor of Judah after they had been released from captivity. And, and so last week, we, we looked at Zechariah, who God sent to give Zerubbabel a message. But Zerubbabel's got so much crud going on, he needs more than one prophet. And so God speaks to Haggai in Haggai chapter 2. Speak to Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, saying, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth. I'm going to overthrow the thrones of kingdoms and destroy the power of the kingdoms of nations. I'm going to overthrow the chariots and the riders. The horses and the riders will go down, everyone by the sword of another. Does that sound like bad times to y'all? Like 2020? And so, and this is what God said, in the midst of the mess that's about to happen, Zerubbabel, on that day declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, the son of Shiltiai, my servant, declares the Lord, and I will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. Now, we all get crown jewels. You go to the Tower of London, you see the crown jewels. It's incredible. We see the crown, the scepter, the throne. We love that. But very few people want to see the signet ring. But some of you may not even know what a signet ring is. A signet ring was a ring worn by a monarch or someone in authority. They didn't sign their name. 
They put this in wax and they sealed letters and documents and orders. Matter of fact, remember Jesus is crucified and they said his disciples are gonna come get him. They roll the stone and they seal the stone with a signet ring. And so this ring carried all the power of the monarch, the throne. What does God say? You, follower of mine, are my signet ring. I'm going to put my favor on you, and you are going to be the signet ring for the world to see. That's why God stamped us with his favor. Not so that we'll have money and get a bigger house. No, no, so that all the nations will be blessed, so that we'll be the salt and the light. Does this make sense? So God has chosen you, if you're born again, to be his signet ring in this wicked world that he's God and we're not. God's favor, the glory of God, stamps the presence of God in our day-to-day walks. So you remember what, what Moses tells God in Ezekiel, I mean in, in uh, Exodus. So, so, so in verse 14, he said, you know, uh, and he said, my presence shall go with you and I'll give you rest. Because remember God says, I'm not going. Moses said, you got to go, you promised it's you, you, all that kind of stuff. And Moses goes on in verse 15. Look what he says. He said, if your presence does not go with us, then do not lead us up from here. If you're not going to mark us, if you're not going to give us favor, then don't lead us up. Why? For how can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, is it not by your going with us so that we and your people may be distinguished from all the other people who are on the face of the earth. We are distinguished by the favor and glory of God so that the people will see a difference in the God's people and those who are not. Are y'all with me? Does this make sense? And I believe that the favor that God put on Zerubbabel and on Zechariah, on Haggai, on Moses, I believe that same favor is available for us. But we gotta, listen, we got to quit sitting around and arguing about politics. Every time somebody brings up politics, you bring up the gospel. And when they say, I don't hear about religion, say, I don't hear about politics, because the gospel can change this nation. Politics can't change Jack. But God's power and transformation and favor. Come on, somebody. And people are going insane all around you. People are calling me. I said, listen, chill out. Don't worry. Be happy. Come on. God is on the throne. Listen, don't be caught up in the current of this culture because the devil, God said, is in charge of the culture. I'm going to walk in his favor. Now, some of you may not have a relationship with God, so you don't want to get God's favor. And you've rejected Jesus because of what you've heard about the church. Never reject the Messiah because some of his followers are dumb as a rock. Don't miss it. Don't miss adoption. Don't miss freedom. Don't miss forgiveness. Don't miss the favor. Don't miss all that God wants to do in your life. Are you with me? Will I have pain and problems? Sure you will. Those don't, those don't go away till we get to heaven. But you can walk. It, God will walk you through the storm. God will walk you through the midst of the mess. And while everybody's freaking out, you're just going to walk in the favor. They're going to say, hey, dude, what's up with you? Well, you really want to know? Jesus has given me the peace of God that passes all understanding. 
If you want a relationship with him with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm gonna lead us in a simple prayer. And this prayer is just a confession. So pray this out loud. We're gonna pray it with you. Dear Jesus, I know you want me. I've been doing my deal. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I confess you as Lord. I believe you died on a cross. I believe you rose again. I put my faith in you. I will follow you forever.